Once again, we welcome you to Moving Forward with Young Voices on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. I'm Brian Hyde, and uh, happy to welcome our first guest of the hour, Alex Mirasianu. Um, Alex, you are an Opportunity Fellow with Young Voices, and I, I'm going to have to ask you, explain a little bit about what that is. This is this is something new to Young Voices, is it not? Uh, yeah, we've had a couple of fellowships in the past, but essentially Opportunity Fellowship is essentially what, what it sounds like, writing about issues related to economic opportunity, making sure that everybody in America can can has the opportunity to access a certain level of prosperity and um, fulfillment. Well, Alex, there, there are a lot of emotions uh, running kind of wild right now. Um, optimism is probably not one of the dominant ones that I would describe, at least looking at most of the news cycle. You and I are going to talk about some some potentially great opportunities that lie ahead. And I'm grateful for this because I think people need just a little bit of good news. And, and I'm glad you're one of the bearers of that good news. Um, this has to do with, with the state of California and an incoming new administration. Um, talk to us a little bit about what was the relationship between the state of California and the Trump administration? Uh, between the Trump administration and California, I, I think they, they butted heads a lot, as I recall, on uh, numerous things. Um, but uh, I think going forward now, the, the Biden administration is is going in very much the opposite direction. There was a good article I read about how so many people from, well, Vice President-elect uh, Kamala Harris uh, or, uh, I mean, Nancy Pelosi is going to be the Speaker of the House again, and she's uh, uh, from San Francisco. Um and a lot of other people in the administration, I believe the new attorney general as well is from is from California. Um, so that has spawned some concern that that will follow that that California's problems will follow uh, to the national level. And I think there is some truth to that. But in other ways, I think the Biden administration will actually go in the opposite direction of, of some of the stuff that has caused California so much trouble. So what? OK, let's talk about some of the things that have caused trouble for California. I'm sorry. Wildfires. Always seems to be the first thing that comes to mind because it seems like there's unprecedented wildfires have been burning. There's a lot more, though. What 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 else have I missed? Yeah. So I think that the uh, uh, fortunately, I don't think you'll suddenly start seeing wildfires because of uh, uh, Kamala Harris being vice president. Let's and, hope uh, not. <laughs> or something. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Okay. Um, but I, I think that they're uh, they've had trouble with their their energy uh, energy policy with the rolling blackouts that we've seen in the past. Um, they tried to pass a a bill regulating sort of gig economy workers that seemed to that would have would have caused a, a big strife. Uh, big problems if it had been passed, but uh, or if it had continued to exist in its current state, but a ballot referendum sort of weakened it uh, in in November, um, and sort of generally sort of an overbearing regulatory approach. Uh, and I think some of that is going to be transferred into the Biden administration, just as it sort of is. It's a typical liberal conservative uh, Republican Democrat. Democrats tend to be a little bit more regulatory, at least on economic policy, tend to be more aggressive on, on regulation. But I think the fundamental problem that California has is exorbitant housing costs, mm-hmm. um, which are driven by a lot of local regulation on zoning and land use, um, in particular, that has really either made the state unlivable, like often unaffordable and unlivable for a lot of people and driven people to leave, 
that I think more than taxes or regulation or other forms of regulation have. And the Biden administration is in some ways looking to reverse that sort of trend, which exists in other states around the country as well. So what are they going to do to, to help that problem? So one of the options, and this idea I think has been kicked around by both Republicans and Democrats in the past, but unfortunately has not really um, uh, been been sort of fully adopted, been, been sort of fully adopted, but but I think has some support on both sides of the aisle, which is to say that the problem with housing regulation is that it's dictated at a local level, and people who participate in local elections tend to have a vested interest in preventing the existence of new housing uh, because with uh, no new housing, restricting the supply of housing means that if you have one of those houses, then uh, the value of your, your house will, will be higher because supply is restricted and that's good for you. Right. So essentially the, the argument is here is that you need uh, state or federal authorities to somehow incentivize local governments and state governments to actually take their hands off and let people build. Um, And one of the ways to do this is through various block grant programs that say, you know, if you want to build new roads or if you want to build new uh, public transit, you have to let construction happen in, in housing, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, what is the point of having a train system if there aren't people who are allowed to live near it to use it? Right, Um, right. And so Pete Buttigieg, who's the new, who's been nominated to be the new uh, transportation secretary when he was mayor of South Bend, um, he uh, helped uh, uh, legalize a lot of forms of, uh, I believe it was sort of backyard cottage rentals or or which are known as um, ADUs, accessory dwelling units, um, to expand the housing stock there. So um, I think there's going to be some interest there to help uh, incentivize local governments to to let new housing be built. What about uh, businesses? I'm thinking of Tesla in particular, or others maybe who have said, look, California, we've had enough of the regulation. We've had enough of the high taxes and cost of doing business, and they're, they're relocating. Do you see that situation improving, or is California going to continue to be a pretty heavily taxing and heavy regulating state? Yeah, no, I think I think California's still got its problem. I mean, I don't think they're they, they're changing governors anytime soon. I think California is going to continue to have a lot of the problems that that currently plague it. Um, I think that there's a lot to be said for taxes do play a big role in in where businesses locate, but I think just as much, if not more, are various sort of cost of living issues in addition to taxation. I mean, housing is is a big one um, that that cause sort of economic problems where on the one hand, a company might move, not even move a ton of its operations, just sort of its headquarters for tax reasons. But at the same time, you might have just talented workers who are younger, maybe don't have as much wealth in the bank yet. uh, So can't really afford new housing in San Francisco, just end up going to someplace else, some booming city in the Sunbelt. Um, uh, you might see one of those, some of those places sort of start to boom more as, as California continues to be very expensive unless they start reforming their approach to housing. No, this uh, is something we're seeing in my home state of Utah is a lot of people coming out of California. 
cash in hand because they sold their home there and then uh, buying, you know, real estate here. There's a huge real estate boom going on right now in Utah, but it's not like the uh, the previous boom, you know, back in 2008, 2009 in that they're not taking out loans. They're bringing cash and buying property, you know, for cash. And it's it's primarily, you know, because of our proximity to California. I think that's that's driving it. So maybe people will have some better options to stay in California. And I don't want that to sound like, you know, go home. But just, you know, it would be nice if if they could afford to live and work, you know, in that state. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a say what you will about the current policy policy situation in California and a lot of the mistakes have been made. California is nonetheless still a, a sort of engine of, of, of innovation and where um, where big company, I mean, still tons of companies, Silicon Valley, you know, all of these places are still predominantly in California. Uh, and it would be great if it was more affordable to live there. Um, I mean, not just because of the weather, you know, but because these places tend to have very sort of high productivity jobs. And it would be great if it was more affordable to live there, because then we would see the benefits of more people working in these sort of high productivity environments. Um, uh, with these sort of innovative innovative companies, so I think that it would be in the best interest of of everybody in the United States if if California were to fix its cost of living and 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 sort of reform its its tax system and regulatory environment to make it uh, a, as much of a powerhouse as it can and should be. Alex, we've got about one minute. Just a, a quick question: best and worst things, in your opinion, about the incoming administration? What makes you hopeful? What makes you uh, concerned? Hmm. I would say I would say Biden's general uh, belief. I think he has an abstract belief in bipartisanship and and working across the aisle, and is not somebody, at least, especially at this point in his career in life, that really wants a super partisan environment in Washington. I think, I hope he can really try to turn the temperature down. Um, worst thing, I mean, again, I think he's not uniquely bad for a Demo- for, for Democrats as far as economics go, but, you know, I will still have fundamental disagreements about him, with him, about taxes, regulations, et cetera. All right. Alex Mirasano, thank you so much for, for being on Moving Forward with Young Voices. Where can people access your work? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at a hard to spell, uh, and I'll if I'm if I'm writing something, I'll post about it there. Okay, we'll look forward to it. And again, congratulations on the uh, op- being an opportunity fellow with Young Voices. Nice feather Thank in you. your hat there. Okay, thanks, Alex. Thank you, we'll take a very quick break. We'll be back just the other side of these messages on the Fed by Ravens Media Network. <laughs> <laughs> 